Hello, good evening. It's Friday. It's not actually officially the weekend until we've done the Arsenal Women's Show. So um, you're going to have to wait a little while longer till the weekend starts. But you can enjoy the show with us tonight. We've got a couple of big games actually this week to look ahead to. We've got the FA Cup tie of the weekend against Liverpool. We've got the next WSL game in midweek against Reading. That's going to be a tough game. Also, so we'll look back on the Arnold Clark Cup, of course, that happened over the last week or so. Some good games in that. Of course, England came out on top as well. And when Matt turns up a bit later on, he's going to introduce his latest player chant as well. That's all coming up the other side of this. So it's the Arsenal Women's Show at the start of the weekend, and we are looking forward to this. So it's, um, we're a man down tonight. Amar can't make it, unfortunately. He's got other plans. And Matt will be coming and joining us very shortly. He's just a little bit delayed tonight. But we have, of course, as always, got Andreas with us. Are you okay, Andreas, this week? Yeah, not bad. Hi, good evening, everybody. I'm glad to be back here and looking forward to our subjects that we have to discuss. Yeah, no, it's, it should be a good show. We've got a comment already, actually, from Andy. He says, good evening. look forward to listening and take part in the discussion tonight. Um, since I've been late and even prioritised public tennis, I thought that I would tune in on time. <laughs> That's good. I know you, you was late last time. Uh, and he says there as well, um, realise the time difference uh, is is more this time of year. And we're back uh, to an hour uh, when we actually start. Yeah, it's when our, um, our clocks change, of course, in the UK at the end of March, and we kind of, at the moment, I know we're a little bit, uh, we're, I think we're two hours, are we two hours behind you, Andreas, or is it one? One, one hour. Is it one hour at the moment? So when, when our clocks change, will we be the same then, or will we two? Yeah, we, we change also end of March, yeah. Oh, you changed as well, Oh, right, okay, I thought it was just us that changed, I didn't realise everybody did, but anyway, yeah, so we get light, light at night, all that kind of stuff which is good. And we've got Matt, actually, but he seems to be cameraless at the moment. I don't quite know what he's doing. Oh, there he is. Oh, there he, is. he just appears Hi. like that. How are you doing, mate? You all right? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, not bad at all. Obviously, uh, recovered from the match last night. I'm sure you both watched it. The <laughs> dramatic late finish that we got, which was exciting, wasn't it? And it's just, it made me think, actually, that um, the men have finally been watching the women how to, you know, come back late in games and get late important goals because the women have been doing it all season. The men haven't until last night. So maybe they've been watching the show, they've been watching the women and they finally realised that a game lasts for 95 minutes sometimes and you've got to be able to get goals all the way through. And we did last night. It was great to see. And hopefully it'll be the start of a good weekend um, for Arsenal, of course, with the women in action as well. Um, on Sunday. So, um, I mean, I suppose there hasn't been, obviously, Arsenal haven't played the last week or so because there's been the international break. But um, we do have a big game on Sunday, actually. The, obviously, in the competition where we were runners-up last season, although it was played this season, but we're going to hopefully go back there again, back to Wembley. But we've got a difficult game on Sunday, so we're going to look ahead to that. Now, I know uh, Matt is obviously our chief statistician on the show, but I believe, and I might be wrong, I'm sure Matt will put me right, I don't think we've ever lost an away game against Liverpool in ever. I think the, all the, every time Liverpool beaten us, I think they've beaten us three times. I think they've all been at Meadow Park. 
So that's in our favour, playing away. I know they've not always played at Tranmere's ground, which obviously Matt will come on to because he did go there the other week. Of course, he did that video for us. Um, Andreas, what are you anticipating for this game? Because Liverpool are going well, aren't they? Top of the Championship. Um, they haven't lost many games this season. They've been very, very solid at defence. A lot of clean sheets. In fact, the last time they lost the game was when they played Tottenham in the Continental Cup in January. So they haven't lost in their own domestic league for quite some time. And that was only 1-0 that Tottenham beat them. And Tottenham are going well, obviously, in our league. So I'm anticipating this to be a very, very difficult game, actually. We struggled a little bit against the Lionesses. Well, not struggle. We got through 1-0. But we struggled maybe to win that game as comfortably as we should have done. And Liverpool are a better team. So, and we're away from home. It's not looking, it's not looking that great, is it? It's going to be a difficult game. What are you anticipating from this one? Have you seen much of Liverpool? You can't compare Liverpool with a team that was relegated uh, two seasons ago. They have regrouped, they are stronger now, and, and they will definitely uh, be in the WSL next season. So uh, it's difficult to say how strong they are. Are they better than Leicester was or, or Willow was when they uh, were, were promoted? It's difficult mm -hmm. to say. But, um, we had our problems against the London uh, Lionesses and they are second in the championship. So I don't think it will be an easy match. Uh, we had the international break. The rhythm is uh, must be found uh, and we are away from home. So, yeah, it won't be easy. Uh, and when you think on, on the last matches, we, uh, except uh, at Chelsea, we had always problems in the first half. Uh, we, we didn't get in the matches um, really good. Uh, okay, at Chelsea, the first half was ours, but uh, we didn't score there. So uh, it was always a problem for us to come into the match and, and to make an early game, uh, an early goal uh, in the last weeks, last months. So mm -hmm. this, this could make it difficult. Uh, and and the, the longer the match goes, the better for Liverpool. No, no, you, you're right. I mean, um, I think that they, you know, I think they'll go at it from the start, knowing that we generally start games slowly. They're at home. And I think that it's going to be, if, if you know, if it's still nil-nil or they, they maybe get an early goal, it's going to be a tough game. It, the longer it goes on like that, definitely. I think it will be tough. I mean, Matt, obviously you went to watch Liverpool, didn't you, uh, a couple of weeks ago when they played Coventry and they won that game fairly comfortably by the look of it. I mean, what did you make of Liverpool, first of all? How are you expecting them to set up against us? I mean, um, they're not used to losing many games, are they? Because they're, they're winning every week at the minute. Yeah, uh, so I thought just before I go on to Liverpool, the team itself, I thought I'd I'd do a bit of public service announcement. The uh, game has been given the green light for the food bank company. I don't know if yeah. you know about this, but Liverpool and Everton have uh, this uh, food bank company that come along. They're all volunteers and uh, they've been given the green light for this game. If, you, if anyone's going to the game, just bring anything you like, tin pa a tin of baked beans, uh, some fruit, anything you like, toiletries. It all goes towards people who are in need and need the food banks themselves. And also, yeah. unfortunately, on a more uh, alcoholic note, none of the pubs will be open because they all open at 12 o'clock around the stadium. Yeah. Do they? Okay. I mean, I, I suppose people would be able to get a drink inside the stadium, perhaps, then, yeah. wouldn't they? Or uh, I guess. But um, I didn't know. I thought they might have opened early just because of the football 
people go in maybe but obviously not but anyway um but no, that's a good point about the food bank yeah the, the food bank is there on sunday so yeah if you've got any yeah. anything clogging up your cupboard maybe some tins of stuff you know packets of cereal or something like that take it along donate it to people that really need it that would be great and um yeah that's that's a good point actually i, I did put that on um on the twitter feed um a little while ago this afternoon so yeah definitely get involved in that because um really really good good calls and it should happen at more football grounds actually um more more regularly because it is you know it's a big problem in the country at the moment we know with uh, people struggling to pay their bills and get food and all that kind of stuff so that's a great that's a great thing so yeah so if you are going to the game on sunday and you've got a few spare bits and bobs lying around please take them along drop them in the box and uh, and help out those who really need it but um in terms of the game itself i mean obviously you watched liverpool matt what did you what what did you make of them when you saw them play i know coventry have got their own problems i guess uh, as we know financially and stuff yeah. but what did you make of liverpool are they going to give us a lot of problems honestly no um i looked at the game as and it was over by half time and they had scored goals when they didn't really look like scoring i think the first goal came in about 12 um not 12 minutes i think it was within the first 10 minutes or so that they scored um but it was basically it was job done um they've got matt beard who's the manager there now uh so got wsl experience as well as carla humphrey uh, a former arsenal player herself unfortunately she's not getting much game time at the moment either uh some a few internationals in the team as well as well as the player that actually scored a hat-trick of own goals for New Zealand against America. Very um, strange that was, wasn't it? I saw that yeah. highlights of that. It was incredible, really. I've never seen that before. A perfect hat-trick as well. Left foot, right foot and header. Incredible stuff. I mean, hopefully our confidence might be a little bit low in coming into this game. We can maybe take advantage of that. But I felt sorry for actually because it was horrible to see mm. anybody go through that. She got taken off, didn't she, soon after the third mm. goal went in for her own uh, for her own good, really. So, um, But yeah, I mean, that... So it'd be good to see how she bounces back from that. Actually, it's a big, big game. If she plays, they maybe, maybe she's not mentally prepared for the game after that. We'll have to wait and see. But what, what did you make of them overall, though, Liverpool? I, mean, I know that game probably wasn't a good test for them, was it? Because it's a game yeah. that they won comfortably, and they'd have expected to have won comfortably. But did you see any players that stood out, and you think they might cause us problems, and people that we maybe need to watch out for that could cool. be the difference? Well, they've got. A f- uh, if I remember rightly, they've got two Irish. Republic of Ireland internationals. I can't name the name at the top of my head. I think uh, I can't even remember them. For um, but one of the people that I was looking forward to seeing was Missy Bokerns, who the Liverpool fans do rave about. Um, I thought she was a striker. She comes to be. She tends to be more of like a. I think a Beth Mead sort of player where she'll decide. That she's not a striker, but she's not a winger. She sort of plays in between those lines. She'll prefer to be outside and then co- come inside to have a um, have a few shots on goal. Um, but to be honest, that team, if I looked at it from a WSL point, do I think that they're ready? Uh, if they are to get promoted, they are nowhere near ready. I don't think that if they were to play against... Uh, Everton, Leicester, Birmingham. I think the only games that they'll probably get some sort of points against would probably be Birmingham or Leicester, perhaps. Um, I think Everton, 
although Everton are a bit of a slump at the moment, I think that this Liverpool team are in a mixed bag. I think the, that Sunday's going to be a real test for them, for sure. They want mm. to be back in the WSL um, because they've been trammed by what, what uh, which I mean that they were basically the, we, as we all know, some of us may not know, uh, the, we're, if the COVID situation, Liverpool were bottom of the league and they decided because of that, that's it and did it on points per game and mm. both they got relegated. So, They've got points to prove. Then they were second in the table last time, and now they're looking to be champions. Um, it's going to be a huge recruitment drive for them in the summer when they got to come up, because I'm sure that no one's going to stop them from lifting that trophy at the end of the season. But no. it'll be a, it, potentially this is a um, title of the two champions, if you like. Well, so, it's. it's- it's the two leaders at the moment, isn't it? The leaders of the championship against the leaders of the WSL. So, yeah, it could, could be two teams lifting their individual leagues at the end of the season. Let's hope certainly one of them is. Um, I'm not too bothered about the other one particularly. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, I suppose, you know, our Liverpool in that little kind of, um, which seems to happen quite a lot, that kind of gap between being slightly too good for the championship and not being quite good enough for the WSL. You know, there's a few teams of, suffered that haven't they in recent years but having said that um if they can survive the first season back then they can grow as we've seen other teams do in recent years well aston villa for example and clubs like that have survived their first year and then they've played progress and, and maybe that's what liverpool be doing less than look as though they're doing that now they're, they're kind of improving as the season's gone on aren't they? they may well stay up and they'll get a second season and they can maybe go and maybe liverpool will be looking at that and thinking that that could be what they need to do. And yeah, I'm sure that they, they're realistic enough to know that next season, should they get promotion, which seems likely, that the aim for them is going to have to be to survive that first season, isn't it? And then hopefully build for me. You never know. There may be, there may be two clubs come up before at the end of next season. Maybe they might have changed it. We spoke about that on the show before. Um, and, you know, that, that two go down, it's going to be even harder for them to stay up, I guess, isn't it? I suppose, because um, with, with two... Um, with two relegations, but we'll see what happens there. Um, Terry in the chat there, he says, Good evening, Richard Andreas and MMM77. And he says, um, Where's lights out? Am I late again? Find him. Actually, no, he, he's got no electricity at all, so that's why he can't come on. No, he's not. He's busy tonight, unfortunately, so he, he can't come on. But yeah, maybe it's because he's got no electric. Who knows? Um, and Tom says, Yeah, you shouldn't drink before 12 anyway. If you do, you, you probably have a problem. Yeah, well, that's the point, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but when the games kick off at 12 o'clock, people want to go in a pub before the game, don't they? So, you know, I guess it's just part of the. Part of the fun of going to football, isn't it? I know women's football is slightly different, you know, with the family atmosphere and stuff like that. But um, it was a good point that Matt made about the pub being shut, actually, so that people know before they set off, if you want to drink, uh, you're going to have to go in the ground maybe and get one when the game's on or before. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think Liverpool are in that, you know, I think they understand that they're going to be in that little gap between the two divisions, maybe, and it takes a while, doesn't it, to, to readapt to, to life. At the top, floor. I mean, you know, you mentioned Matt Beard there, um, Matt. I mean, he's obviously had a lot of success with Liverpool. They won the league, didn't they, a couple of times when he was uh, the coach there at the, first, the first time round. So, you know, is he going to be able to build a Liverpool team to compete like like that he, he did back then? I mean, it wasn't that long ago, actually, was it? Eight, seven, eight years ago when they were one of the top teams and stuff like that. So, you know, it, it's, it'd be interesting to see how they get on. I mean, Andreas, what, what are you kind of, you know, with, with the championship and the, the the progression in women's football over the last year in particular in in, in England um, and, um, you know, the, the strength now of the WSL. Do you think it's going to get harder for teams like Liverpool when they do come up 
because of the, the strength in the WSL now. Even the even the teams at the bottom of the WSL are stronger than they were even a year ago, two years ago. Do you think that it's going to be a problem for teams getting promoted? And do you think that maybe more can be done to help the championship clubs be able to adapt to that step up now? Because it's going to be it's a bigger step up now, isn't it? Perhaps than it was. Do you, do you not feel? It's a big step. Uh, we spoke about this uh, last week, how competitive the WSL has become, in, especially in this season. And yeah, uh, but uh, the last uh, two teams that came up from championship were Villa and Leicester. And yeah, mm -hmm. Villa uh, did, did a good season. They survived in their, in their second season now. Uh, Leicester had some problems to, to grow in the new league, but now it's, it seems as if they... Uh, they can uh, can survive the season, so uh, yeah, maybe the the gap will will become bigger um, because the WSL is is the professional league and the championship not. So yeah. Um, yeah, this might be a problem in two or three years, and maybe yeah, maybe uh, we should have professional conditions in the championship, but it's it's difficult. Uh, on the other side, teams like Liverpool, uh, such a big name, such such a great men's team, they must mm -hmm. be able to have a to have a good women's team. And and from from the big name, Liverpool must be a part of the WSL. So it's good when they come up again. And uh, I just uh, checked that there's one uh, name uh, of of players like uh, Katie Stengel, the American. Uh, She's an American international. She signed in the transfer in the last transfer window. Uh, maybe we should uh, we should have an eye on her. Uh, what, what, what position does she play? Uh, I think she's uh, offensive midfield or striker. Uh, oh. yeah, she she was uh, on the list of, of a few uh, WSL teams and signed uh, at Liverpool. So uh, yeah, maybe she. She can be dangerous for us, Katie Stengel. Uh, let's see. But on the other side, uh, we shouldn't be afraid of Liverpool. We must be able to to beat a team from the championship. Uh, as I said, it's it's the the level of Leicester or Villa, and um, and we are we are one of the top two or three teams in the league. So don't be afraid of Liverpool. It, yeah, it's a difficult game. We we must. We, we shouldn't underestimate them, but uh, we must believe in ourselves and, and, and with, with self-confidence go in this match. And normally uh, we should win there. Yeah, we should do Yeah, we should do I mean, the, the problem maybe a little bit is when we've come off international breaks previously, mm -hmm. the first game back, we've never quite played as well as we had done before and we, you know we I thought yeah. we started to build up a little bit of momentum before the last international break just getting our form back the game against Chelsea was a fantastic performance Man United we showed a lot of character and then we've got this break and how are we going to come back because in previously we haven't always come back so strong have we and that's a little bit of a concern for me going into this game against a team that are in good form yes we, we shouldn't fear them we should be you know comfortable favourites to win but ultimately um, it could be a tricky game on, on that basis as well I mean that is something we've got to try and get over isn't it Matt the, the international break situation where players have been away and <laughs> they play a lot of football I mean you know we've seen how many international games there's been in the last week and a half a lot of games a lot of quick games for players they're going to be tired some, some of that to travel as well um, 
do you think that could be a factor in maybe the team lineup as well, perhaps? Would you think there might be one or two changes to the team due to maybe fatigue from the international games? Or do you think he'll just go with the, the, largely the team that played against Chelsea? I think he'll be looking to perhaps rotate the squad a little bit. Um, for example, some of them haven't been on international duty uh, because mm. of the Asia Cup. Some of them have instead gone on holiday because they weren't in their international squads. Um, so they've had some time to relax, almost take that mid-season break that they perhaps didn't have because of it, um, which is kind of a good thing. Um, if we're to go into this match, I think we need to be fully prepared. Uh, mm. I think Matt Beard has had most of his squads, so he would have been preparing this team, would have been getting it into, his head, into their heads. Uh, that this game is going to be important for them. It's going to be a real test if they were to come up. Um, that's for sure. Um, but this is the magic of the FA Cup. Anything can happen. Um, it's going to be one of those games where I just think that um, Jonas is going to have to perhaps trust the rotation. Um, maybe I would, if I was to have a bit of a stab at the Lineup, I would probably say that Lydia would be in goal. Uh, I think perhaps maybe some might see Noel uh, have a bit of a rest, mm -hmm. uh, but put on put on the bench. Um, but I'll pre I'll probably see Steph Catley stay at right back. That's for sure. Um, and then you've got probably Nikita Paris, who will probably be playing. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other players that. Um, haven't played that many minutes, um, but it'll be some somewhere sort of the lines. We'll be sort of semi-strong, but there there won't be some changes. I know Terry said, "I hope we don't many make many changes there." Um, yeah, the yeah, we don't make too many changes. We want the trophy. No, we want the trophy, but of course we do. Um, but ultimately, I think a lot of it is going to depend on the fitness of players who've come back from international duty because. Some of them may well need a rest. Bearing in mind, we've got a really big game, at which we will come on to in midweek in the WSL, which we have to win. And we have to win them all, obviously. But, you know, I don't like to prioritise, but ultimately the, the, the WSL is probably just slightly ahead of the FA Cup this season now in the position that we're in. As much as, you know, I'd like to win everything and win the FA Cup against Terry says, get that trophy back. Yeah, it'd be fantastic. I, I want to go back to Wembley and put the the demons of December behind us because that was a, a dreadful, dreadful performance and we need to get it out of our system. But ultimately, uh, given a choice, I'd rather we win the WSL title and maybe sacrifice the FA Cup if we have to. But hopefully not this weekend because we don't want to lose to a championship team. I mean, you mentioned the magic of the FA Cup there, Matt, and that's true. That there is, there's always been that kind of uh, upsets and stuff like that. But in the, in the women's FA Cup, there hasn't been as many shocks. You don't get as many shocks, do you, as you do in the men's game. And, is that because, as as Andrea said before, you've got the professionals in the WSL, everybody else isn't professional, and that makes a massive difference, I think, for fitness and strength and, you know, better tactically the teams are coached and stuff like that. But you don't get as many shocks, do you, in the women's FA Cup as you do in the men's one, unfortunately. It'll be nice to see a few. Hopefully Chelsea might get a shot this, this weekend. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Get rid of them. But it seems unlikely. Um, but we've probably got one of the toughest games, haven't we? Out of the W, I mean, obviously the Manchester Derby, one of them's going to go out, but all the other kind of top teams. We've got. The I think we've got one of the toughest, the toughest game probably in many ways. An informed team away from home um, that uh, are used to winning games and a very good coach, a very 
successful coach at, at WSL level as well. So it's going to be it's going to be an interesting game. I think it could be a really good game actually. Um, but I think we are going to have to be on our game, and hopefully um, we we can field a, a strong team. I, I would maybe best one or two. Um, you know, do we still go? Are we going to go with that new system like we did against Chelsea with? Um, Viv playing in the sort of deeper number 10 position behind the Steena or do you think he might save that for Wednesday and maybe go with, maybe play Caitlin Ford up front for example or you know, something like that possibly because you know she's not played a lot of football this season you'd imagine that she'll play um, she wasn't on international duty of course um, this last couple of weeks so I mean Andreas we need a score prediction for this game uh, I know it's a difficult one to predict. I don't know too much about Liverpool other than the, this season, other than the fact that they, they're winning a lot of games at the top of the league and they don't concede many goals. So I'm expecting it to be quite a tight game. But what, what are you, what's your score prediction for this one? Bear in mind, we might rest one or two. Yeah, they didn't concede a lot of goals and we didn't score a lot of goals in the last uh, matches. So, no. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't think that it will be many goals. So, Maybe one nil or two nil for us. So uh, okay, let's be optimistic and say two nil. <laughs> no, two nil be fine. Get through into the next round. Put it behind us, and it'd be a tough game, but we get through. Um, I mean, Matt, obviously, you've maybe you've probably got a little bit more insight into Liverpool and watched them play. Um, what what would you be your score prediction? Um, not a defeat, though, please. <laughs> no. Um, so if I go with my my show prediction the show prediction would be nil nil um so but in my head i think that we could probably run away with this if we really wanted to um but because of the international break it could it, you never know um so but yeah i'll stick with the nil nil because we know that's luck, the luck of the podcast and obviously that that would be uh was the extra time and penalties was it just straight yeah. to penalties it's extra time isn't it yeah extra time penalties there's still a few uh, good games as well in the FA Cup. Southampton have got Ipswich away um, as well. So that would be an interesting one to watch as well. So if if Southampton go through, that would be huge for them. Yeah, of course, Southampton actually, I know you know they've not been a, a top team in the, in the women's game for a while. They're actually second most FA Cup wins in, behind us. Um, so they won it a lot in the early years. So yeah, they're obviously a big, a big part of FA Cup history for women. Um, and in the chat there, he says uh, we will come to the professional level even in Championship soon. Yeah, I'm sure it will. It's a matter of time. A bit more money in the game now. I'm sure that will be what happen. He says part of the fun is to watch women's football is the development. No, you're right, absolutely. Over the last few years, it's been incredible. And he says that five or six years ago the WSL was amateurish. Now it is uh, top three. Since 2018, yeah, it's, it's improved massively. Terry says, oh, we know it to me. Oh, we had that one before, but I'm not making changes. And he says, I think Liverpool might be better than we think, but I also think we're getting back to form. We were getting back to form, yeah. And I agree, I, we don't really know. It's difficult to judge Liverpool because they're clearly too good for the league that they're in. Um, that's obvious because they're, they're top by quite some distance. They're not, I think they've only lost one game in the league. So they're clearly too good for that league, but um, it's going to be interesting to see that step up for it's a bit good test for them isn't it more than anything because it will give them an idea of what they need to improve for next season when they're playing against teams like us every week and he says there uh, he's going 4-0 oh he's confident uh which is nice i'd like to hope you're right i would like to see a 4-0 that'd be great um so, so if we get to the final it would be a great release date for mmm's um <laughs> to see second cd um that would be good yeah He's going for 4-1 us with uh, Viv with a hat-trick. Uh, he doesn't care who gets the other one. Well, I mean, that would be that would be good as well. 
and the kiddos in the chat as well. They're doing thanks for for tuning in. So, um, so Andreas has gone two nil. Matt's gone nil nil. I think we'll win. Um, I think a lot of it will depend on if we get an early goal. I think I think that four nil that Andy said wouldn't be a surprise because we'd settle down. But I, I'm not expecting that to happen because we don't score many early goals. So, you know, I, I'm gonna. I think we'll get through. I think we'll. I mean, two nil actually is a good score. I quite like that. Yeah, I don't think Liverpool will score. So I'm, I'm going to go 2 0 as well, actually. I, I quite like that scoreline. I think that's a good, a good shout from Andreas. So I'll go with that as well. 2 0. So hopefully um, that will be the result and we go through. And that will be um, great stuff to see. Now, obviously, we have got another game in midweek. Before we get on to that, what I want to do is I want to look back on this kind of international tournament over the last couple of uh, well, week or so that we saw quite a lot of, of course, um, involving, of course, England and Germany as well, both both in that tournament. So we'll have a little look back at that because there was some good football played, I thought. Bro. Of course, we know it beat Andreas's Germany uh, the other night. We, the good thing about it was, and I'm sure Andreas won't mind the fact that Leah Williamson then went up to lift the cup, which was great to see, wasn't it, from uh, from an Arsenal perspective, to see our, our player be captain of her country, lifting a trophy. Hopefully, she'll be lifting another one in the summer, the Euros, of course. Uh, and that, this tournament, I thought, was a good insight into what to expect from that tournament because it was four of the stronger teams they're expected to be, well, apart from Canada, of course, they can't play in the Euros, but the other three, three of the strongest teams, obviously Canada are a strong team as well in world football. So it was a good tournament, some good teams and good football. I actually really enjoyed it. And it was great to see England finally coming out on top and winning it. I know Andreas will be a bit upset, but it was a good tournament overall, wasn't it? And there was some great football play, wasn't there, Andreas? You must have enjoyed it as a, as a competition. Yes, yes, it was a good tournament. And the best match was the last one, England versus Germany. This was really great to watch. It was uh, from from both sides was a good match, very intense, very very much pace, physical, uh, and uh, to be honest, uh, the better team won the match, uh, no doubt. And and uh, you know, I'm I'm German, of course. I want Germany to win, but uh, I also have an English heart because of Arsenal, and I'm, I'm watching all the games in WSL. So, uh, to be fair, it, it was really deserved. And, and when, when the second goal was uh, scored for England, I thought now it's, it's okay. They should win the match because they are the better team. And, and Germany had one really good chance, really good scene. This was this sensational free kick from Lina Magul. Uh, yeah. she, she did this for the third time in a row now in three matches. Uh, uh, and for, for Bayern Munich, she scored the free kicks. And was fantastic, but the better team was the English team, especially Laura Hemp was outstanding. Yeah. Uh, even if she she normally plays in a blue shirt, you must be honest and say she was fantastic. And also, I think uh, Lucy Bons made a very good match. Uh, I, I haven't seen too much from Leah Williamson. The, the midfield role was... Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't think uh, it's, it's, it's her best position, but uh, Serena Wigman thinks thinks in a different way. For her, she is a midfielder. Okay, uh, yeah. Uh, Keats and Nikita Paris came in, and, and she she tried her best as always. Uh, and the third goal from uh, from Frank Kirby was uh, fantastic too. Yeah. Uh, although she's a Chelsea player, but uh, I, I like her very much. And and this goal was was really Frank Kirby at her best. Uh, yeah. He was. Yeah. I mean, I, 
Everton deserved to win, not. No, no, I mean, I, I thought we weren't a better team on, on that particular game in the end, and I thought we did deserve to win. Um, and I, you're right about Lauren Hemp. I mean, every time I watch her play, whether it's for Manchester City, whether it's for England, you just can't help but be impressed with her. She just, you know, she, she never gives up. She, she battles for the team defensively, but then when she's got the ball, mm. her dribbling ability is just incredible. I mean, the, the setup that she did for that second goal, when she took it past about three or four Germany players and had a shot which fell to Millie Bright. It was offside, let's be fair, when she scored. She, she had been offside, but anyway, um, you know, it's one of them things that the goal stood. But Lauren Hemp was, I thought, she, I mean, how they gave Millie Bright player of the match, for me, it was Lauren Hemp all day long because she every time she got the ball, no yeah. one could get it off her. And I, I, I thought her final ball got better and better as the game went on. The pullback she was doing, some of the crossing she was doing, and, you know, the, the part that she played in that second goal. Uh, what a fantastic player. I'd love her at Arsenal. Can you imagine her on the left wing, Beth on the right wing, you know, Viv in the number 10 and then Steena up front. I mean, we would just blow teams away, wouldn't we? I mean, she's to me, she's the missing link. I think we're missing a player on the left-hand side um, who can do what she does. And she'd be the miss she's the, the final piece of that jigsaw for me, Lauren Hemp in that Arsenal. I can't see her, I can't see her coming to Arsenal, if I'm totally honest. But uh, that would be the dream, wouldn't it, to, to have her in the team? Because I just think she's fantastic. And she's she's only 21 as well. Yeah. It seems like she's been around forever, but she's yeah. 21 and she's producing performances like that at a top level, just absolutely incredible. And you know, yeah, what, what a brilliant player she is. And obviously, Matt, looking looking ahead to the summer, the Euros are called we're the hosts. Um, we look like we've got actually not a bad squad building, a, a good team, some great players and a very, very good coach as well. I mean, what are you, do you think that England have got a great chance in, in this summer? We, we saw some of the teams we'd be up against, obviously Spain. We, we did well against them, actually. I thought we played well against Spain at the, the draw. And then we beat Germany, another team that's going to be one of the favourites in the Euros. Um, it's looking good at the moment, isn't it? When you think that we're still not, you know, Serena's still working on certain aspects. You could see some of the changes that she was making. She's still figuring things out. And already we're looking good. Do you think we've got a great chance in the summer to actually win that trophy? I think I, I, People are saying that we're favourites. I would probably say we're like middle of the table sort of as favourites. Um, we've got issues still all, all over the park. Uh, Goalkeeping's an issue at the moment because Carly Telford... And uh, Karen Barsley, Karen Barsley's injured at the moment. Um, Kylie mm. Telford is over in America at the moment trying to get game time. So you don't know what's going to happen with that. So that leaves us with, at the moment, three uh, three goalkeepers uh, of Ellie Roebuck, who's just come back from injury. You've got Hannah Hampton, who's who can can play, play quite well, mm. like she did against Spain. But she yeah. has the tendency to slip up. Just go back to the Casey McKay goal against uh, out of Villa Park. It happened yeah. to be my first game as well. Um, but oh, who's the other one? I'm missing one of them. Uh, Robert, the United goalkeeper. Uh, Mary Earps from United. Mary Earps. Yeah. Um, she has a tendency to switch off as well. Um, these are things that need to be sorted out. These are things that we need to ha we need to have organised and sorted before the Euro even finish uh, starts. Um, and I'm going to come back to this, and I'm going to be very, very hateful. But I don't like Ellen White. I don't think she's that very good of a striker. Uh, she is, as you've said, said a couple of times when we were at the Wembley game, that um, 
she needs a couple of chances before she scores. I think she uh, in the opening game she needed about six six chances and she didn't put any of them away. Um, whereas yeah. uh, it took her forty five minutes to score in the Germany game. But I think at the moment it's just a show of progress uh, at the moment, and I hope over the summer we might see some more faces coming in. Uh, you've got uh, uh, Ebony Salmon, from, who's also over in the US. She's a good striker. I'll yeah, probably look at that. There's plenty of players that we can look, pick and choose from, but we seem to be picking from the WSL, which probably means that a lot of the countries like Germany will probably turn around and go, right, I can, I can analyse you, uh, what you're doing, instead of looking at other places just to find out where these players are coming from. Um, if yeah. I'm going to be honest, I think I said Slovenian favourites. I would still go with that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it was played in, in against us, was it? They had a few players missing and uh, young, some younger players in the team. And they, they're still a very good side, aren't they? Technically, they're unbelievable. And they, they are going to be one of the teams to beat. Of course they are. Um, Herman in the chat there says, um, Bagman was surprised how good the ladies played. Well, I don't know if she was surprised. She's been coaching them. I'm sure she's not surprised. I, I, I mean, I think we were surprised maybe at how well they played in some of them games. Um, Andy says there, Arsenal women... Is an international concern. I don't rule out Germany the slightest for the Euros. We know from the men's football the history is very important and defence uh, mix of age, etc. Yeah, no, I mean that, that's a, that's a fair point. Um, Herman says that yeah, I'm going to watch that game sometime in the next few days. Yeah, definitely give it a watch. It was a great game. Um, Andy says that yeah, I predict Sweden and Germany as top favourites. England, France, and Holland are serious contenders. Spain, Norway, and Denmark in with a shout. Iceland and Italy as outsiders. Well, pretty much everybody that's in it. So yeah, there you go. Um, I, I think we've definitely got a chance. Andy says there, uh, um, and I'm Swedish. No, that's I mean you, Sweden have got a great team. There's no doubt about that. You know, obviously our own Stina as well as we know, and a few other players in the WSL and from the, from Sweden are playing out there at the moment. So um, was it the uh, Cup they won? Um, did they? I won a lot in the last week. They won something, didn't they? Yeah. Was it Pintar or the Algarve Cup? It was one of the two. Pete Steena scored, didn't she, in, uh, in yeah. one, of the, one of the games? I remember seeing that. Uh, but I mean, you know, they've, they've got a couple of the best players in the world, haven't they, Sweden at the moment? So they're obviously get, they're going to be in with a chance. Of course they are. Um, Terry makes a good point. I kind of agree with that. Ellen White's passed her best. Yeah, I think she is definitely passed her best. Yeah. I, I, maybe, I wouldn't maybe be quite as critical as Matt was of her, but I believe she has passed her best. Um, and we maybe need to look elsewhere. But who else? You know, when you look at the, the, the top goal scorers in the WSL, um, you know, you've obviously got, got Viv, who's Dutch. You've got Sam Kerr, who's Australian. There isn't really um, a, another English striker who's scoring goals regularly in the WSL, is there? That, that's the problem that we've got. I mean, I don't think Ella Toon is clinical enough. I quite like um, Alicia Russo. Well, I think she offers good. a threat in the air. I think she, she's pretty good. She, I think she can get goals. But we are lacking that. Um, I think the, the next English will good goal score at the moment. That we need someone coming through, don't we? Um, to, to maybe replace Ellen White. And at the moment, there isn't really anybody I, that I can think of top head that you can think is going to come in. She That's still does score shout. goals for England, doesn't she? She was a top squad at the World Cup and stuff. So, you know. There's a good shout. We've got Beth England, who actually, she's actually a good player as well. Um, but she never, doesn't seem to get minutes at the moment with Chelsea. And Frank Herbies did start as a striker. And now she's more of an attacking midfielder. 
Yeah, she is. I mean, she did score that great goal against Germany, as, as Andrea said before. And you know, you know, she's going to get goals. She can score goals, but she's not an out-and-out centre forward, is she? Really, in, in the sense of Ellen White is what Ellen White brings to the team still. Um, Herman says, um, "What are we thinking uh, about Ida Vell's coaching?" Well, I mean, at the moment, I would say pretty good because we're doing pretty well, aren't we? We'll talk about that maybe when we talk about the Reading game in a minute. There, we've got a uh, Sanyup lead, of course, a Chelsea fan. Come back in, Aiden. Um, sorry, I'm late. Uh, Peaceful Chelsea fan. Yeah, no, that's fine. We know we had some good fun with you last week. Um, peaceful, but armed with deadly battle. Of course, as always. And, and kiddo there, Beth England. Yeah, no, Beth England. Again, though, is Beth, is, does Beth England, is she capable of scoring regularly enough at the international level? I don't know. She doesn't really get much game time for Chelsea, does she? Because she's behind Sam Kerr. Uh, and, of course, Frank Kerr, was mentioned as well. Yeah, but again, I'm not sure if she's a centre-forward. Um um, and Beth, again, Beth isn't really a centre-forward. I know she's played as a centre-forward in her career before, but for me, she's better in a wider position. So it is an issue that maybe, you know, there's one or two. I say Man United have got one or two, haven't they, um, with, that we've mentioned. You know, Russo, I think, is pretty decent. Um, Ella, too, maybe not quite so much yet, but she might well um, develop, I guess. Um, oh, Lauren James is another one, yeah, actually. That, that's a good shout. Lauren James, of course, at Chelsea. Um, um, no, she plays up front, doesn't she? Lauren James. She uh, she's a uh, her brother is um, Reece James, isn't it? Who plays for Chelsea as yeah. well. We've been That's pretty good. So they they've a pretty talented family them, to be fair. Um, and Sammy says uh, Beth has a lot on tiny knocks. Oh, she does. That's because every single time she plays, she just gets kicked because how dangerous she is. Every game she did it for England, didn't she? She got kicked in that game. Um, was it the Spain game, wasn't it? They just kept kicking every time she got the ball. Um, but yeah, she gets that a lot in the WSL, unfortunately. And Herman says, yeah, it seems that the coaches want a Miedemar play almost like a midfielder or defender. I think we should, um, she should be a striker. All you do is give her the ball. Yeah, but I thought that new role for her, playing a little bit deeper against Chelsea, look, she looked brilliant. And uh, obviously against Man United as well, later in that game when Stina came on, she dropped deeper, that brilliant pass for the goal. I thought she ran that game against Chelsea in the first half. She was on the ball a lot more, playing deeper pinging some great balls across to Caitlin Ford and, and looking for Steena and stuff. I, I think that that will develop, I think, more as she plays there more in this team. And I can see that being quite an exciting uh, way of playing, actually. I think that will work. It's going to take time. It's not going to necessarily, we're not going to hit the ground with it straight away. I think it takes a little bit of work on the training ground. And obviously, the players have been away the last couple of weeks. They won't have been working on it, but I'm sure it will. I'm sure it is going to work as, as we go along. And Andy says there, Steena is coming back in form. She scored one versus Portugal, uh, one that was a tiny bit offside, and an assist um, with a return. Um, in the final versus Italy, they rested the best players, uh, but she came in and and uh, took a part. Yeah, I mean, she's, she, she looks to be getting back to her best, that's true. And, um, yeah, Fran is an out-and-out number nine, says Sangutli. Yeah, I don't think she is. Um, Lauren James uh, has the size and speed for an out-and-out number nine. She possibly does, yeah. She needs time. Pretty yet. Uh, for that step up at his time, but in the future, maybe um, we'll have to see. Obviously, uh, Emma Hayes seems to have quite an influence on everything, so I'm sure if Emma Hayes thinks she's ready, she'll she'll be ready. She'll she'll get in the team if Emma Hayes thinks she's ready to play. Um, and uh, Andy says, yeah, um, the defence. Uh, so Sweden get a penalty and score her penalty after. Yeah, she's got a penalty shootout, didn't she, in, in that game, I seem to remember as well. So, yeah, no, Stina looks like she, she's doing well. But I enjoyed that tournament. I just thought it was it was a good tournament to watch. Really good football. I didn't really watch too much of the other internationals. I know there was a few tournaments going on around Europe, wasn't there? Various different uh, Ireland played in one, didn't they? Obviously, Katie McKay played in a, in a tournament as well. And there was quite a lot going on. 
Um, but I was focused more on that uh, Arnold Clark Cup because, you know, it was, you know, obviously on Wednesday it was the Andreas Derby, wasn't it? In England against Germany. And maybe it'll be the final of the Euros as well. That'd be great, wouldn't it? If that, if that, if that was a final, who knows? But there are some great teams. As... Just said, sorry, Richard, to break up, but a lot of people said the two o'clock kickoff was not good enough. Um, there was there was kids on that half t- uh, term during that tournament, so yeah, they, uh, they could have gone and saw that. There was no one going to the kids' clubs or anything. So you had attendances from the other games. I think it was is who did um, the I believe it was the Spain Germany opening game. Uh, not uh, only over a hundred people went to that game. Uh, so the attendances were low, apart from the England games, which was a bit of a shame. I think the ticket prices actually um, were an issue I heard. I heard that the, the tickets were like £25, £30 or something for the, was it the Canada-Spain game or something? And it's like, when it's at two o'clock in the afternoon, yes, it was half-term, but to get, surely you're better off giving it, if, if you bought a ticket for the England game, you get the other game free. Yeah. And then people would have stayed and watched both games. And then you would have got a good crowd for both games. It would have been a better thing to have done. But, you know, it seems like maybe money's taken over a little bit. And it's a shame because... You'd be better off having more people in the, in the stadium because it was like playing like it, it was like in the COVID season, wasn't it? With no fans in the stadium, with a couple of them games, and you know it takes away something from um, something from the, the atmosphere as well. So they needed to look at that maybe. Um, but anyway, it's what it is, and we you know the England games were well attended, which was good to see some good crowds in. You know, moving around some different stadiums as well, so that was good to see. And yeah, it's something they need to look at maybe if we're going to do stuff like that in the future, little tournaments make sure that the tickets are easily uh, affordable for everyone and make them, you know, two for the price of one or something like they did. I mean, Arsenal for the, the two games at the Emirates, so at least they've put some reduction in for buying two tickets for both games and stuff like that. You know, they should do something like that. Um, so, um, uh, Samuel said, did she get a red card? What, Steena? I don't think Steena got a red card, did she? Um, but, and obviously the timing of the kickoff was fancy it was and uh, 30 yeah 30 quid I, i'm sure it was 30 quid a game yeah which is no wonder no one turned up two o'clock in the afternoon 30 pounds for a ticket for a game with you know canada against spain or canada against germany spain against germany whatever um bums on seats will progress exactly yeah that's exactly the point isn't it we need to get people in the stadium because it, it creates more atmosphere it creates more of an interest and the more people that watch the games live the more people who want to watch it again in the future and come back and come back um he says, uh, Andy says, I paid 15 quid for the 2013 Euro final. We certainly won't pay 15 quid for this year's Euro final. <laughs> well, in, at Wembley, you can go and see that. It'll be a lot more expensive than that. But uh, anyway, I guess that's, um, you know, that's another issue. Maybe ticket prices, so we'll have to look at. I mean, I know the WSL tickets, to be fair, are pretty reasonably priced, I think, for, for, what you, for the quality of football that you get. And I'm sure the price are going to go up next year. I won't be surprised if they all rise everywhere. Um, but anyway, let's hope they don't because... Um, it's, it's a good price at the minute, which I quite like. Um, talking of the WSL, we are back in WSL action this uh, Wednesday, isn't it? A big, big, t- a tough game, actually, against a, a team that's been doing really well in recent games. They did lose their last one, but they're playing well. So this is going to be a tough return to the WSL for us. Now, this is another team, another opponent where we've got a reasonably good, well, very good record historically um, in the WSL, in, in certainly in recent years. We've had a few big victories. We did win 4-0 away earlier in the season, of course. Uh, was it the second game of the season, wasn't it, back in September, um, which was which was great. Um, and we did beat them 6-1 at home last season. I'm not expecting a game like that this time. Reading have improved a lot. They've had some great results this season. They beat Chelsea, of course, 
Um, so we know they can compete against the big teams. And up until their last game, when they lost to, to uh, Brighton 4-1, I think they had won six in a row in the WSL. So they're a good team. Um, and they're certainly not going to be an easy opposition for us on Wednesday. I'm sure we'll have our full-strength team back for that game if we do rest a few for the weekend. I mean, Andreas, what are you anticipating from the Reading game? Because that they, they're doing really well at the moment, aren't they? They're, they're, they're playing well, they're in good form and they want to bounce back from that Brighton game, won't they? Yeah, I just checked the uh, results and uh, except the, the Brighton game, um, they, they won everything. So, uh, and, and when you look at the table, they are close. I think they are one point uh, close to Man City. Uh, there is still still a chance for them uh, to to look for the third place. Uh, of course, uh, it would be a surprise, but uh, I think yeah, uh, they are playing a very good season, and and they are very difficult to beat. Chelsea saw how difficult it can be, and mm-hmm. I remember that we. Played last season, I think we had a draw against them. Yeah, we did. One, one, yeah. One, I think. So uh, it's it's uh, it will be a difficult uh, match. It's uh, uh, it's under the floodlight on on a Wednesday evening. Uh, uh, yeah, we we have this uh, Liverpool uh, on Sunday. Uh, Reading's playing against West Ham in the FA Cup. So it, it will also depend how both teams uh, do at the weekend. So, yeah, I, I think uh, we will concentrate more on the Reading match and uh, the, the possibility to rotate will be more at the Liverpool match. And I think on Wednesday, Jonas will bring the, the top 11 for this match because uh, we can't, we can't uh, drop any points because that would uh, make the situation very, very difficult and and bring Chelsea in a good position though uh, we must win this and yeah we're at home so we must go out with self-confidence and dominate and say we are at home we are playing at Meadow Park we will win this 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 must be in in the mind of every player then and I, yeah. I, I believe that we will win although it will be a tough match I mean, we were sort of saying a, a couple of weeks ago or so that, you know, when we was looking at the games left after Chelsea, that this was one of the toughest ones that we've got to play. This and Tottenham, probably the two toughest games. We look at the other fixtures. Oh, potentially, I know it doesn't work like that. All the games are going to be difficult, I'm sure. But this is certainly one of the more difficult games on paper. So if we can come through this on Wednesday with all three points, then that really does, for me, that's that would be a really good result because, um, you know, that's one game where potential, a potential banana skin where we could drop points. We've got through with three points. So that's one ticked off the list. And that's great. But it isn't going to be an easy game. As Andreas said, they've been in great form. They've won a lot of games recently. Um, they're playing really well. Um, some, uh, some leader says before, obviously, we're talking about getting more people in the ground. More young ones will be inspired to play. Exactly, yeah. Of course they will. Um, and a Chelsea lady season to get is 45 quid. There you go. I bet it's not 45 quid in three years' time. Uh, it definitely won't be. And uh, Sang Yukli says, Reading is easy for you guys. You should have no problem. Well, they beat you, didn't they? So I wouldn't say it's, it's no problem. It's easy. Definitely not. Because, you know, they, they, you know they've they won big games. Chelsea yeah. had their problems. <laughs> they, they, they had big problems in that game. You know, so, yeah, definitely not going to be easy. Hermes, and I think the Arsenal ladies are, um, are ahead of a squad. Oh, definitely they are. Uh, they have winners, have great talent all over. No, you're right. They definitely do. Um, but uh, you've still got to go out there and win the games. 
And Herman says there, Leah Williamson makes fantastic passes, um, a beauty to the eyes. Oh, she's amazing, Leah Williamson, fantastic player. Um, brilliant. So, yeah, let's hope she's in good form. She's still not quite 100% fit, I don't think, yet. I think she's still battling back, so I'm sure she's going to get better. And um, Samuel Lee says, yeah, unless you have a lot of uh, terrible games, you should win. Well, we should win, of course. We we should win. We're at home, and it's a team that, you know, we should get three points against. But I never take these games for granted at all. You know, this season we've seen already some um, shock shock or so-called shock results. I mean, Matt, what, what are you anticipating from the Reading game? Obviously, we're at home. We have to win. It's coming on the back of an FA Cup game, the international break, a lot of football that these girls have been playing. Um, it's perhaps, you know, a good time for Reading to be playing us, maybe, because they haven't got as many international players as we have. So they've been a little bit more rested, perhaps, and a little bit more focused on their game. They can train more for it. What are you anticipating? Yeah, um, they have a chance of an upset set, set if, they, uh, do, if they can win. They might be considered outside a Champions League contenders because they'll move up towards yeah. uh, fifth, I believe, um, with 25 points. Um, just some stats for you. Uh, the third, last clean sheet at home was against Leicester. Uh, that was yeah. in January. And the last away uh, clean sheet that they had, anyone wanted to take a guess? Um, the last away clean sheet for uh, for Reading Chelsea. <laughs> no, that was at home, wasn't it? They beat Chelsea at home, didn't they? Yeah, Birmingham City, 7th of November. Really? So, um, was, was yeah. that a nil nil then? Was that a nil nil draw that game? It was, they won one nil. Oh, they won one nil. Oh, right. Okay. So, yeah. it'll be an interesting game because if they can't, if they continue to leap goals in then it could be one of those uh famed jonas goal of three rules um but if they do pull off a, a one nil then there'll be then everything is wide open again the other thing is the fact that uh chelsea will have two games in hand then we play birmingham as well on the sunday as well yeah. um so it'll be it's going to be a interesting game to watch out for um maybe this one we might rotate it a little bit more as well just to keep the, uh, the phrases afresh but i would expect uh viv to definitely be playing uh for sure katie will probably definitely be playing um manu uh leah uh definitely kim kim will probably definitely be playing for that game um it'll be if we are going to continue carry on with the the uh, the Viv as a central mid attacking midfielder, sorry, um, then this game would probably be a good idea to find out um, if Steena is as I believe it was Herman who said that uh, Steena is on fire at the moment. Let's see if that it works out at club level. Yeah, I mean, you know, she's she got that first goal against Manchester United. And obviously, we only played the Chelsea game since then for, for Arsenal. That's all that she's played. So, um, you know, she had that one big chance in that game, which she wasn't able to take. So I'm hoping, you know, I, I think that she will, between now and the end of the season, I'm expecting her to get quite a lot of quite a lot of goals, I've got to be honest. You know, the chances that we create, I'm sure she will um, get um, get a few goals before the end of the season as well. Um, Herman says, uh, I'd like to see the ladies playing in the main stadium. They deserve it. Well, they've got them two games coming up at the end of March. Um, I'm going to vote for them actually against Wolfsburg and then Tottenham 
Uh, I know we're all going to the Tottenham game. That's going to be a good uh, a reunion show. We can all get together at that game. That'll be good. So, yeah, they, they are playing there. They've played a couple of times this season already at the Emirates. And, yeah, they do need to be playing there more, I think, um, because it deserves a bigger audience. And they deserve to play there. You're absolutely right. They deserve to be playing in their stadiums. In fact, you know, more WSL games should be played in the in the main stadium. You know, I know Reading play their games at, at the main ground, don't they, um, generally. So, Aston Villa played a few at Villa Park. It's starting to get there. But, yeah, I'd like to see that. And... Um, Saying it releases there, we didn't play bad, obviously, against Reading and we were unlucky. Yeah, but you say you're unlucky. We were unlucky in the FA Cup final, wasn't we? So, uh, you know, <laughs> we, we, we were unlucky then that we only lost 3-0. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, no, Chelsea didn't play badly, actually. They, they just couldn't score. As they, had the same, they had the same problem against Brighton, didn't they? They, just, they played pretty well, a lot of chances, couldn't score. You know, they had a few chances against Arsenal, couldn't score. So, it seems though like Chelsea have got a little issue there putting the ball in the net in certain games, which is good for us. Hopefully that'll happen a few more times by the end of the season. As Samuel Lee says, two or three nil your way. Andy says three nil as well. Everyone's confident here, Jesus. Um Terry says there, uh, MMM 77, stop saying rotate, you make me nervous. Well, I mean we've got a good squad, so we're able to rotate, aren't we? And imperative views there's a good point there, Caitlin, yeah, we've forgotten about Caitlin. She had a really good game against Chelsea. So I'm sure she's going to play some part in these next couple of games. Uh, and Andy says so, there uh, it hasn't been mentioned as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, and Annie says there, the point with Steena is that um, she drags the defenders uh, with her. So going, so, no, she does. Yeah, she does do that definitely, and it's already created a couple of goals in some of the other games. Man City, for example, the, the Tobin Heath goal. She was heavily involved in that, wasn't she? Um, and um, <laughs> he says we were fresh in the FA Cup. Well, yeah, we we were kind of fresh in the FA Cup. You're right. We just didn't play well that day. But revenge is always sweet, as they say. So if you if we both get to the final again in May, I'm sure we'll um, we'll look. And uh, yeah, Imperial View says Manor, yeah, she's not been playing much. Um, so yeah, she's an option to come in as well. We've got a lot of options. We've got a good squad. So I mentioned it earlier. We've, we've got a really strong squad, and we have. And we're going to need it between now and the end of the season because we can't. You can't win anything with eleven players. You need to have a big squad. You need to be able to change players around during games as well, and that's what we need to do. Um, Sang Yuk Lee says there um, we have issues possibly we have trophies yeah well you, you won't have many more this season because we're going to win all the others well apart from obviously the, the, the Continental Cup's going to Man City so you're not winning that the WSL's coming to Arsenal so you're not winning that the FA Cup's coming to Arsenal so you're not winning that and obviously you're out in the Champions League so you know there you go no, not many trophies for this season so what happened last season's in the past you can't keep looking back you've got, you've got to look forward and Arsenal's the future now of the women's game you know, we, we, we're, we're the new, we're going to get our, all our trophies back that we used to win every year and we haven't done so much recently, but we're going to get them all back now under Jonas and with this great team. So, you know, enjoy enjoy your fun where you've had it. You know, you've won a lot of trophies recently, fair enough, you deserve them, but, you know, it's, it's coming to an end. Your little spell is coming to an end because we're back um, and that's the way it is. And so in um, the Continental Cup, um, for you, but yeah, I know we, we did. Uh, it would have been a good final again, wouldn't it? I know you beat us in the final with that a couple of years ago as well. Which I went to that game and we absolutely dominated that game. How we lost that game, I still don't know. That one, the continental final, when uh, Beth England scored in the last minute, we absolutely dominated that game. I still don't know how we lost, but we did, and there you go. But yeah, uh, that would have been nice to have got revenge for that. But maybe you know, there'll be revenge coming, don't worry about that. We'll, we'll get revenge on Chelsea soon, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> I'm making a final for no, we've, we've, we've made a few finals we'll, we'll make another one in May I'm sure um, and will you be there to join us again or will it be 
you know, will we be playing somebody else at Wembley in May this time? We'll see. Let's hope so, because uh, I don't know if I could handle another 90 minutes against Chelsea at Wembley in, in two FA Cup finals in one season. I'm not sure I could quite um, deal with that. Um, and in Imperial Future says, uh, uh, what does Andreas make of Jules' move to Wolfsburg? Is she cup That's a good point, actually. Yeah. Is she cup tied or can she play? No, no. Uh, she moves to Wolfsburg for the new season. Uh, she won't play for them in this season. She's, she's oh, right. Oh, for next season. Oh. Uh, for the rest of this season, so no danger. <laughs> but uh, it's, oh, a, it's a good uh, good signing for Wolfsburg. She's uh, really yeah. talented. And, and you can compare her with Lauren Hemp. Maybe Lauren Hemp is a, a bit ahead, but uh, it's a similar style of playing and really good signing for Wolfsburg. But fortunately, not for the matches against us. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that players are cup tied, are they? Because obviously, we've a couple of the players that we've signed. Um, obviously, Laura, who played against us, she can actually play in the knockout stage, and and Stina as well. So, you know, it doesn't. I don't think that would have mattered anyway. But if it's not for next season, then that's that's even better, isn't it? As far as I'm concerned, because uh, you know, the, the more players that's out for Wolfsburg in that game, the better it's going to be for us, because we know we're a good side. And uh, Sangley said that game was a smash club. Yeah, that kind of a cup final definitely was. I mean, I've never seen uh, such a one-sided cup final when a team still lose. But anyway, and Andy says there, uh, us international supporters watch the Champions League and the WSL have fun in the Conti Cup. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. Yeah, we, we're we're going to go. For, we're going to win the big tournament. You can have a little a little small trophy. <laughs> Um, and saying so, you know, he says, I'll admit it, you owned us. Uh, no, we did. That was a fantastic performance from Arsenal that day. Of course, Leah Williamson scored that goal as well, which I really liked. Um, it was freezing cold actually and windy and everything, horrible weather that day, but we should have won. Um, and uh, saying so, he says, Cup, well, she's not cup side because it's not till next season, so that's um, we just cleared that up, so that was good. And in fair view, says, uh, um, she ripped us apart in that second leg. Um, yes, indeed. Um, that is that is true. So yeah, I mean, um, obviously going back to the Reading game, we've got a bit dis um, with the uh, with the Chelsea fan, of course. Oh, hang on, the, the comment came on and went only English team, exactly only English team in the Champions League. You're exactly right. That's exactly what we need to focus on. We are the only English team. Of course, it'd be interesting to see the Wolfsburg game because Wolfsburg beat Chelsea four 0 if you remember before Christmas. So you know. As long as we don't lose four 0 then you know we've certainly done better than Chelsea did against them. So, but uh, I actually think I think we've got a good time. Well, obviously, we'll talk about that game a little bit more in a few weeks' time uh, when we're building up to it. But, um, but yeah, um, you know, we are the only English team in the Champions League, and uh, Chelsea are going to have to watch us um, play those two games where they can just sit and watch and you know admire and wish that they were still in it. But anyway, never mind. Maybe next season uh, you might do a bit better in that competition, but we'll see. Um, hopefully we will as well. But in terms of the Reading game, I mean, obviously we know it's a massive game now. Every single game for the, in the double, well, every game between now and the end of the season for us in all competitions that we're in are massive games. We have to win them all if we can, and then we're going to end up with a great season. But I think the Reading game is one of the it's one of the games I've been worried about actually because of our good form. I mean, yes, they did lose to Brighton, and that gives give me a little bit more hope that maybe. You know we can we can beat them as we should do, but we'll see what happens. I'm sure they'll look to bounce back, as I said, but we'll see what happens. I mean, Andreas, we need a score prediction from you for Reading on Wednesday. What are you thinking for that one? Um, this week opens a very big chance for us because we are playing on Wednesday. Chelsea is not playing, and on next weekend we are playing against Birmingham, and Chelsea has the Conti Cup final. So another mm. uh, match day without WSL match for them. So if if we win both uh, the 
uh, the gap in in the table would be very good for us so uh, yeah let's say we win against reading but uh, uh, it will be a tough one and uh, I'm, I'm not sure that we will have a clean sheet so I say 2-1 we will concede one but uh, yeah the team has the right spirit the right character uh, to win so uh, yeah and, and in the end it's it doesn't matter uh, whether we win 3-0 4-0 or 2-1 so I say 2-1 and I would totally be satisfied with this well, no, exactly. I mean, um, the uh, the two home games that we played in the WSL this in 2022, we've both gone 1-0 down in both games. And, you know, against Brighton, we came back to win. Against Man United, we came back to draw with 10 players. Um, so I hope we don't go 1-0 down again, because that would um, that would cause me far too much stress. I don't like being 1-0 down. It's not very good. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it is, we know it's going to be a tough game. You're right what you said. If we win those two games that we played before Chelsea play again. Yes, they'll have three games in hand, but we'll be eight points clear. And that's a big gap. It looks a big gap, doesn't it, when you look at it? Yes, they've got three games in hand, which would give them nine points, but they've got to win them. And it, you're right, it's a fantastic opportunity for us, these next two games in the in the WSL, to get those six points. And if we do, then you have to say we've got a great chance. Two games that on paper you'd look at, you know, Reading at home, Birmingham at home, you know, most seasons we'd get six points from them games, wouldn't we? So if we do... That would really put us in such a great position. It really would, and it puts a really the real pressure on Chelsea, then, doesn't it? You know, without them, you know, without them playing, we've got a great opportunity here. We need to make the most of it. And yeah, I'll take a two-one against Reading all day long. It's it be a bit nervy. I'm not sure how the game will play out. If you know, if we're two 0 up, maybe with a minute to go, and then they score right at the end, I suppose it won't be too bad. But if they go one 0 up, I think it's going to be really tough. But I'll take a two-one. I think I'll be happy with that. That'd be quite good. Um, Matt, what are you thinking then for Reading? Obviously, uh, we know it's going to be difficult, but we have to win, don't we, somehow? Well, uh, I will go with a set of the safety and say Reading will win 1-0. Um, but who knows? <laughs> we know it's all good luck. <laughs> no, it, it seems to be good luck. Yeah, I mean, I hope you're not right, obviously. But, uh, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm hoping that we can win. I mean, we've had a few uh, predictions there. Um, so, this is 2-0. 2-0, they'll be quite happy with that. And another comment there, kind of like being without silverware so far this decade. Yeah, but it's only, it's only two years into the decade. And we, we could win three trophies this season. So, that'll make up for it, won't it? And as Imperative Views rightly says there, Champions of Europe, you'll never sing that exactly. We are the only team to win the Champions League team of course um somebody says they're not this year for sure well we'll see um what do you sing um well that's what we sing we sing the Champions of Europe you'll, you'll never sing that so there you go um and then he says wasn't Matt going to sing tonight? he will be don't worry about that so Matt will definitely be singing tonight so don't don't uh, stay tuned because that's coming up very soon and so he's, he's going to yeah, of course he is yeah and uh, you've got to be in it to win it as a pretty abuse exactly yeah we're in it this season and we've got a chance and um, seven out of ten last week, Matt, for his song. He did, yeah. Well, we think he's maybe deserved a bit better than seven out of ten, but anyway, um, you know, we'll, we'll you know, seven out of ten is not, not too bad, so we'll see what, what he can produce for us this week. And um, Andy says, uh, uh, just check it indeed. So, yeah, he definitely will be singing, don't worry about that. Um, so yeah, I mean, the Reading game, I'm gonna predict, um, or oh, what do I reckon? I want it to be 
I want it to be a little bit more comfortable than recent games because we've had the Brighton game was stressful, the Man United game was stressful, the Man City game before that was stressful, the Chelsea game was stressful. So I want a nice, comfortable game in the league, you know, a nice, easy 3-0 win. So I'm going to go for a nice, easy 3-0 win. I'm not expecting it to be easy, but I think if we get the first goal, especially if it's in the first half, we go 1-0 up. I think we'll grow and grow into the game and I think we will get the win uh, and then that'll take us into the Birmingham game next week, which of course, um, and Blash, you're going to, aren't you, the Birmingham game? Yeah, this will be my, my comeback at Meadow Park after two years. Yeah, uh, fantastic. yeah, fantastic. And, and I'm so much looking forward to it, to be back there and have the, this live atmosphere. It's it's so, so totally different to, to watch uh, yeah. in, in the stadium than to watch it uh, in front of the TV. So I'm looking forward and uh, yeah, next Friday I'm I'm going to pack my bag and Saturday I'm flying to London, Sunday for the match and uh, early Monday, very early Monday back home. But it, it will be worth it to be back and, and, and to have this slight atmosphere. Yeah, no, it's going to be great. Obviously, we'll talk a bit, a bit more about that game obviously next Friday on the show as well. Uh, looking forward to that one. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be great. Obviously, to be back in the stadium and stuff like that. I'm sure you get some great photos and stuff as well, won't you? When you're, when you're down there, which would be good. And uh, Imperial View says there, Pride of London, Chelsea are more like the Pride of London. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, they've got, I suppose they've got on their stadium. I don't understand the Pride of London, which is, uh, which is a shame because it's clearly not true, is it? Because Arsenal are, but anyway, um, but no, I mean, it's gonna that's gonna be a, obviously a big weekend for Andreas next uh, next week getting down to Meadow Park. That's gonna be great, and hopefully, Arsenal put in a good show, good performance for you as well. Get a few goals, be nice, won't it? Um, let's hope so. But I so said we can look forward to that one obviously next week, um, on, on the show, which will be good. But we need to we need to win these next two games first in the FA Cup and then in the WSL and then go into that game on a good run in good form and then that'll be nice to see. Now obviously we what I what I did put together is I put together a little introduction to Matt's little song because we didn't have one last week and I thought we needed one. So I'll put one together quickly. So this is gonna be a new weekly section. It's gonna be really good. But this is a little uh, little introduction to it I'll put together. So there we go, Magic Match Chart of the Week, it's called, and it's going to be a good one, I'm sure. Last week's one, um, well, that song was about last week in Ikea, which was really good fun. We all enjoyed that one. So you've, you've set the standard very high, Matt, and it's going to be difficult to top that from last week, but you're going to have to give it a go. So in your own time, when you're ready, let's have this week's Magic Match Chart of the Week. Okay, well, this one's kind of not finished, so, um, but I think I've got a good start to it, so... 35 yards out, for, let us shoot. We've got Jordan Ups, da, 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 playing for the Arsenal. So good, so good. We want you to stay, da, da, da. Unfortunately, that's where it ends. So. No, but that's pretty good. That, actually, I enjoyed that. That was, that was good stuff. That that was that was another great chart there from uh, Magic Matt's weekly Arsenal weekly chart. That was good. That for Jordan Nobbs, of course. Um, who, yeah, she she needs a chart, doesn't she? Because she's been a great player for Arsenal over the years and a loyal servant to the club. So we've had obviously we've had Zinsberg and we've had Blackstenius, and now we've got Nobbs, uh, the free chance of the week so far. Um, a lot more to come through the rest of the season, I'm sure. Terry in the chat must have enjoyed that. He said, what times are we singing tonight on Richard's Rocking Radio show? He's just done it, Terry. I'm sure you, you heard that, enjoyed it. If not, you can always play it back on the on the catch-up 
um, which was good. Uh, Stanley Lee says, there, for us getting knocked out of any tournament is a disaster. For you, it's just run of the mill. Yeah, well, you know, we'll we'll see you in the Champions League because um, we're still in that. And um, no, then Pretty says, there, um, Australia. And Stanley says, no, mate, come on, what, what's the score? We need a score for, for this week for, from saying beautiful, says Andy. Of course, it was beautiful. And or oh, seven out of ten again. There you go. You've, you've, you've impressed that Chelsea fan there. Seven out of ten. That's good. Um, and Jordan is a great servant. I know she is a great servant. She deserves a song, and that was a very good song for her as well. So we enjoyed that one. That was good stuff. Um, so yeah, that's that's match chant of the week, and we'll have to start singing that. Andreas is going to have to sing all these songs when he goes to the Birmingham game next week, isn't he? Get the crowd, get the crowd singing singing along with him as well. That'd be good, won't it? Um, if we so, win the league, we will all sing. We are the champions here in the show. <laughs> yeah, no, we we we'll definitely yeah. do that. Yeah, we we'll just have to do that without a shadow of a doubt. Um, and uh, Terry says that Eminem seventy seven uh, loved the lullaby. Yeah, it was a, it was a great lullaby, wasn't it? To, to Jordan, um, and she should be on. She should be on indeed. Yeah, exactly. And that's what we've done there. That was a tribute there to Jordan Nobbs, of course, a fantastic Arsenal player who hopefully will play some part in the next couple of games. I, mean, I think she might play on Sunday. Actually, Jordan Nobbs. I think she might start the game maybe in place of um, maybe in place of Viv, maybe resting her and, and maybe put Jordan in midfield, maybe we'll see. But anyway, um, that's um, that's obviously Jonas's job to decide the team. We can just um, wait to see it and hope that they play well and win the game. That's all we can do really and support them as they try, uh, which I'm sure um, we will be doing on Sunday. Are you going to the game at I Liverpool? I'm assuming you must be. Yes, it's only around the corner for me, so I'm going to love it. Uh, I'm meeting a friend there, so... I believe I am also on vlog duty, so maybe I can get her involved in, in it as well. Um, yeah, I've tried to push some of the fans towards uh, the far side of the stand so that we've actually got a proper section because it's a, a sit anywhere sort of section. So um, it'll be interesting. No, yeah, it'd be, it'd be good. I mean, is it just that one stand that's going to be open, the one behind the goal? Is that the only one? Is that the, is that the cop stand, is it, isn't it? You said? Yeah, it's the right? cop, cop stand, yeah. Yeah, is that the only one that's open then, or is no, yeah, none of the others open? The only, it was the only one that's open. I think uh, I don't know if it's only down to COVID or it's the fact that um, I, I don't I don't know because the last time we played Liverpool uh, was when uh, it was just before COVID, wasn't it? And yeah. um, they had the uh, I can't remember what site it was. One of the smallest stands open for the away uh, fans. But um, I don't think I don't think us having having the cop and sharing it with Liverpool fans is a good idea, to be honest. Oh, I don't know. I'm sure it'll be okay. It's, it's quite a big stand anyway, so I'm sure they yeah, can like, have, a, have a little separate a separate little section for the Arsenal fans. I mean, what you got to bear in mind is it's twelve o'clock kickoff on a Sunday. Um, how many Arsenal fans are going to be able to make that journey at that time to get there? They have to set off about six o'clock in the morning, won't they, to get there in time? Um, you know, especially with the the travel how, it, how it's been recently as well. So it's not an ideal time to kick off the game, but obviously the reason why is because it is the um, the uh, Carabao Cup final, isn't it? Of course, later on Liverpool playing the men's team playing in that. That was why they made the game earlier. I don't know why we could have played it on Saturday actually. Uh, instead, you know, this seemed the, the right thing to do. The Arsenal men's team aren't playing this weekend. Why not just play the women on the Saturday and then you got the Sunday for the Carabao Cup for Liverpool separately? Uh, but I don't know. It seems too simple to organise that. I imagine, imagine would Tranmere might be playing, might they? Perhaps on Saturday. Tranmere are away to Newport County. So there's no excuse for that either. There's Tremio aren't playing. They, they could have played it on Saturday, couldn't they? Maybe that's what they should have done. But anyway, 
Um, what do we know? We're only fans of the game and try and look at it from a fan's perspective. You know, we don't have to deal with the money side of it, do we, I suppose? Um, and Samuel Lee says, does she need the minutes, Jordan? Well, she, she played a few minutes for England, didn't she? Had a decent game the other day. She's been in and out of the team a little bit, so she can probably do it in the minutes, yeah. And Terry says, MMM77, when you're adding back as I, Andreas, well, maybe we'll do that later on in the season, perhaps. You know, we'll get some backing singers on, maybe when Amar's back as well. And um, Samuel Lee says, all right, lads, I've got to go be safe and enjoy the game. And yourself, yeah, hopefully um, Chelsea you get knocked out at the Cup that weekend and you know, we can go on and win it without having to worry about you guys, but I'm sure that won't happen. Uh, enjoy your game as well, and we will probably uh, hopefully see you in the, in the chat next week, uh, next Friday, when we'll be back, of course. Um, so, yeah, that was another interesting show, and I have a great song from Matt as well to finish off. It's always a highlight of the week, and it's almost going to be time to officially be the weekend, um, because it's never the weekend until the Arsenal Women's Show is finished, and then the weekend officially starts, so we'll be nearly there now. And uh, Peter View says adios indeed, yep. And cheers to Sang, yep. Um, great to great to have a Chelsea fan watching regularly, actually. That's um it is nice to see. You know, you can put rivalries aside, you can have a little bit of fun, a little bit of banter, and um, you know, everyone gets on and it's great. And hopefully, um, you know, a few more Chelsea fans might join us as well before the end of the season, especially when we're winning the league and we can wave to them as they're below us in so yeah so that's it then for for today's show um looking forward to these two big games obviously sunday and, and wednesday let's hope that um we get two good victories to take into that um obviously the uh big game for andreas next weekend which we will talk about of course next week um andreas enjoyed the show again yeah of course thanks for having me and it was interesting to discuss everything although we hadn't uh, had a match uh last weekend uh, it was this this tournament, the England the Germany match, and and yeah, and looking for for the matches to come. Yeah, I enjoyed being here. Thank you. No, always a pleasure, everyone. And of course, next week we've got two games to look back on. Of course, the Liverpool game and the Reading game. We're looking back on them, won't we? Before uh, in next week's show, so that's going to be a good show next Friday. And looking ahead to that Birmingham game as well. And uh, Terry says there, yeah, um, good show, much appreciated, Richard Andreas and MM77. All take care of yourself, mate. Yep. Um, Matt, as well, if you enjoyed the show, we enjoyed your song. Thanks for coming on again. Yeah, it's, it's been really good. I've really enjoyed uh, doing this, and it's always great to do things on a Friday night when you've got nothing else to do. So it's brilliant, and I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's good, actually. You know, the Arsenal women are having a good season in the first season that we've done this show. And it's kind of we've you know been able to enjoy it all together, really. And it's it's been great. And, uh, you know, we've got a, a big uh, a big weekend and we're coming up at the end of March when we'll all be down at the Emirates for that big game against Tottenham. So that's going to be good. You know, Amar's going to be there as well. I'm sure Harry will be there. So we'll all have to meet up. And, uh, I think and said his dad was coming as well. So that'll be yeah. Well, if Amar's dad's coming, that's going to be that's going to be great fun because he's very entertaining and he's he's good fun. So let's hope he's, he can he can come along as well. Um, and he says, "Yeah, thanks for a good show. Very enthusiastic for the games coming up. See you guys. Yeah, well, we're all excited from as well. Uh, always excited for all the games actually. But the, the, as the season goes on, the games get bigger and bigger and more important and more stressful. And you know, it's uh, very tense and stuff like that. But let's hope that we can get two good victories this week." And it'll make us all feel a little bit better. So um, coming up on the channel then, um, on Sunday, I will be doing a watch along of the game. Uh, it kicks off at 12 o'clock, so I'll probably go live about quarter to 12 with a team new, a little bit of build-up. And then we're covering the game 
four-match commentary from uh, that game, Liverpool against Arsenal in the FA Cup. A uh, big game, a good game that should be. Then going into next week on Tuesday, it'll be the Tuesday clinic where we'll be looking back at the Arsenal win over Wolves, of course, last night. Great game that was in the end. So we'll be looking back on that one. And another big game for Arsenal in the chase for the top four next weekend against Watford as well. So there's a lot to come up on that show on Tuesday. Then Wednesday, of course, it'll be the big watch along the Arsenal women against Reading on Wednesday night. Uh, kickoff here, quarter past seven, isn't it? I think that is the earlier kickoff for that one. So I think we'll be going live on the channel about seven o'clock. And then, of course, next Friday, we'll be back for the Arsenal women's show with two big games to look back on, uh, the Birmingham game to look ahead to as well. And no doubt some other bits and pieces that come up in the next few days from, uh, you know, injuries or some special moments and stuff like that, we're, I'm sure we'll find to talk about as well. So all that's coming up on the channel. So please give it a like and subscribe. Um, hopefully we'll have Amar back next week as well. Imperative says, it's always great listening to you lot. Big up Andreas, Matt and Richard every time. And thanks to yourself as well for obviously your support of the channel, watching us a lot and always in the comments as well. It's great. You know, a lot of a lot of people seem to be, have become regulars in this show in, in the comments and stuff, which is great to see. Um, and it seems to be quite a popular little show actually on the channel, which is, which is great. And it's uh, we enjoy talking about the Arsenal women. And it's great to have all you guys on. Obviously, Andreas and Matt and Amar and Harry that's been on before. And, you know, I'm sure that... Uh, uh, we've got uh, a lot more good stuff to come before the end of the season. I'm sure I'll talk about as we go through um, this most important section now, isn't it? The run into the season. It's an exciting time, and it's going to be it's going to be good fun. It's going to be tense, and we'll be here on a Friday to um, to relive it all and to chat to you guys about it. So yeah, thanks for everybody for watching. I'll be back on Sunday for the watch along at quarter to twelve. So please join me for that. That's going to be good. Um, Andreas, thank you very much for, for coming on. Have, have a good uh, weekend and a good week. We'll see you again next week. Yes. And uh, Matt as well. And same to you. Have a good weekend and enjoy the game Sunday, of course, um, when you're there. I'm sure it's going to be, uh, I'm sure it's going to be, it's supposed to be a bit better weather this weekend as well. So hopefully it won't be so windy. It might be, it might be a little bit sunny as well. So it might be some nice weather for you this time because the weather's been a bit, uh, a bit dodgy, hasn't it, recently? And Terry says there, um, We'll see you Sunday, Richard. I hope so, yeah. Andreas and MMM77, have a great weekend, you guys. Yeah, and yourself, Terry, yeah. Look forward to seeing you Sunday for the uh, for the watch-along. So, yeah, so thanks to Andreas. Thanks to Matt. Thanks to all you guys in the chat. Um, and uh, hopefully, I'll say we'll have that MR back next week as well, hopefully, as well. And in the meantime, of course, I'll see you Sunday. But uh, in the meantime, come on, you gunners. Speak to you later, guys. Thanks, Andreas. Cheers, Matt, and everyone in the chat. See you very, very soon. And we'll be back on Sunday.